This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. David Noble is the man in charge of Dick Johnson Racing, and we caught up with him on Inside Supercars to talk about a range of issues, from parity to the struggles the teams had in 2023. It's not for us to change um, certain components of um, aero or, you know, throttle body to suit ourselves. It's about trying to get our collective group of Fords up the tree um, to be as competitive as you are. Um, and we look, we'd love to see more Fords up up the front of the pack at the moment. So we're no more, um, well, probably more frustrated than, than the most because, you know, we are the homologation team. David Noble talks about driver contracts and more on this edition of Inside Supercars, and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're joined by a man who stripes in life as a AFL player and coach. David Noble, welcome back to Inside Supercars. Thanks, Tony. G'day, Craig. Nice to be with you guys. It's great to uh, be with you. Uh, um, it was a terrific weekend for DJR, um, another podium, Anton, third uh, flag up high. Um, you must be feeling that you're hitting a sweet spot at the moment because the win and the two or three podiums in a row, a great time uh, in DJR. So I think it's been, you know, a great reward for a lot of the work that's been going in, um, you know, from the, the workshop. As you guys know, it's a it's a big team, you know, uh, approach, and uh, it's been nice to be able to start to turn things around. We think we've, you know, been able to get on top of a few things, but yeah, I think it's the it's the consistency, isn't it, Tony? I mean, that's what we're looking for to give yourself a chance, you know, in most rounds to to get close to the podium. Very different paddock that you wander around in. Six months in, you've had your your feet under the table for uh, the, about six months or so. Are you starting to feel acclimatised and at home in that paddock? I am. Yes. The the I think the the benefit for me individually being involved in the homologation team, you get exposed to um, you know a lot more of the industry issues. So that that's really helped. I think you know fast track my understanding and education. You know up and down um, the paddock to be able to have conversations with you know a lot more teams than maybe you know I, I might have or might not if we weren't you know the HT so that's been really good um, yeah look as I said I've, I've had a passion um, for cars 
So that, that's been great to explore. But, but not only that, I mean, it's the involvement at elite level sport, you know, and, and our competition and our sport is elite. You know, it's the best in the country. Um, arguably, it's one of the, you know, the strongest competitions around the world. And to be able to be involved in that, um, it's been exciting. Obviously, parity has been a hot topic for some months. Um, now, you know, there was another change this time, the mapping, but to the, the physical side of it with the uh, new throttle body. Um, are your drivers, are you getting the feedback that it's getting closer to the mark? I mean, obviously, I don't think we can say it's at the mark, but it's getting closer. Do they say that? They are. Look, we're, we're trying to, can you do, I think the, the easiest way for us or for me to be able to describe internally what we're trying to chase is to broaden the window of the setup, you know, with the cars. We had uh, strong success with Anton, you know, on the second day in Townsville. Um, you know, we tried a strategy with Will on, you know, the previous weekend, on last weekend, on the first race, didn't quite pay off. But, yeah, I think our guys feel like they're getting more understanding, you know, with the, the new aero package that came, and as you said, that you know, the throttle body change. So we do feel like we're, we're starting to... I think, like everybody else, starting to understand the different components that, you know, these new cars, you know, bring with them, the different format, you know, there's less downforce than what they were before and everybody else probably knows that better than I do. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're slowly starting to, to get on top of things. One of the things that you've arrived at a time when the ownership of the uh, series has changed and uh, no longer do the teams have uh, the direct input as they did for many, many years, um, so, um, you know, the AFL, of course, was an evolving beast and it, it had its own way of doing things, but it's been very strong under Gill and McLaughlin time. Are you feeling that you're able to get an input into the way things could go, should go? Uh, the, look, the short answer is yes. There's a, certainly a, an appetite at, in supercars for, you know, the exploration and, and continuation of advancing our sport forward you know we sit uniquely in the landscape of sport in this country where you can be a soccer rugby union league AFL fan and you can still be a motorsport fan and what we have to make sure that we harness that that um and retain it you know going forward it's been difficult this year with the new gen 3 um i think the the one aspect that i think strongly comes out of the AFL in the, the ability for them to tap into community um, on a regular basis, whether it's supporting, you know, different community events, um, non-for-profit organisations, Anzac Day. Um, you know, I think I think that is a big area that we need to make sure that we maintain the engagement of our fans going forward. One of the things that obviously uh, it struck a chord around the world was Van Gisbergen going to Chicago on debut, mm. 60 years since the last time Johnny Rutherford had the win on debut. Um, yeah. That brought world attention to the series and you know, clearly showed, Shane showed what drivers in our series are capable of. Now, next weekend or, uh, or so, We've got uh, Brody and Shane going. Um, it seems to me that there really needs to be a, a real impetus now to gain the momentum and maintain it and keep it going sort of thing so that the series has that higher profile. It seems to me that at the moment I'm not really hearing anything much about it. It's interesting because I, I think if, um, you know, you look at the ability to retain your talent in any competition, it's about 
making sure that there's engagement, there's enjoyment, there's capacity to succeed, and there's certainly an opportunity for your camp, for your fans to come and celebrate that at the same time. So we do have to make sure that our own backyard is in order. We do have to make sure that the, the competition's strong, it's competitive, um, in order to make sure that our, our drivers, you know, choose to elect to stay here before they go overseas. If, if we don't, then you, you open the door for them to exit, you know, quickly, and that's, that's not a great thing for our sport. You'll always fill those gaps, though, with new talent coming through. I've always been a believer that whether it was a danger field that left Adelaide when I was there and Buddy Franklin left Hawthorne, you'll replace them. You will find opportunities for other players coming through. But, you know, the first port of call is to make sure that you've got your own house in order. Since we've got onto this topic now, David, I might ask you about Anton. Speculation over the weekend is that he could be moving at the end of the season. No. He's not, not moving or no, no you're not going to answer moving. the question? <laughs> no, he's – look, we're, we're, we're really happy with, with – um, as, as frustrating as it's been for both of our guys coming forward, I think, um, you know, a couple of rounds ago I was – and I still think – I think Will had been one of the, the drivers in the competition. I think he'd done an enormous job to position the car in the top 10 quite regularly um, the last couple of rounds. You know, I think Anton's shown great maturity and work with Ludo to deliver some terrific results for us. But no, he's he's not on the move anyway. And if we're talking about uh, being a homologation team, mm. it's it's interesting because when everything goes right, no one really, no <laughs> one even congratulates you, but everyone just says, "Well, what a great job!" Not to your face. Is being a homologation team actually? a huge reputational risk that you're having to manage through at the moment? Yeah, it is in some ways. Um, I've only been here a short period of time, but, um, yeah, look, it, it can be. I, I think whenever you're the lead on a project or you're, you know, at the cutting edge of innovation, um, if you're that, that group that is leading that way, there, there's always that risk. But I think, you know, you... You take that risk knowing that you can improve the competition or you can improve, you know, the other four teams. I mean, that's ideally, you know, what we want. Um, it's not for us to change um, certain components of um, aero or, you know, throttle body to suit ourselves. It's about trying to get our collective group of Fords up the tree um, to be as competitive as you are. Um, and we look. We'd love to see more Fords up up the front of the pack at the moment. So we're no more. Um, you know, we're probably more frustrated than than the most because you know we are the homologation team. It's not an altruistic exercise being the homologation team, but in the structure of how you get remunerated for your work there, is it a flat fee? Because I can imagine that now we're you know, halfway, more than halfway through the championship and you're still having to make a lot of changes, these are a huge cost to your operating budget. Yeah, that, they are. It's, it's an interesting um, discussion and probably one for more, I reckon, having a beer tiny than, than, than the norm. But there's not a lot of remuneration that goes into um, the, being the homologation team, so certainly from a financial um, recompense. It's uh, we get it. It's a title that you know you you apply for, and we're happy to take it. But I think the level and the depth of um, work that our guys have 
tended to to do, particularly Perry Kappa, um, in that space. And look, it does it does bleed into your sub assembly guys. It does bleed into your machine shop for you know different bits and pieces. So it does tend to bleed into the rest of your organisation. But um, you know, you take it on board knowing that you will have to you know divert an additional amount of expertise area. It's just that it's it's probably been way more than we would have thought. Um, you know, at the beginning, then at the beginning of the year. After the two-day race meeting, you then had a third day at Eastern Creek on track, uh, a ride day. Yep. Um, first off, David, have you actually uh, had the opportunity to have Will or Dave or uh, Anton take you for a spin? I haven't as yet, Tony. I um, I did get offered a chance in Adelaide last year, and I thought that was a bit um, – would have been taking the you-know-what with uh, me turning up on the first day of my job and jumping in the car straight away. Um, but no, I, I haven't. I think both of them are keen to get out on the now and the end of the year. Oh, well, that's good to know. I, I've I, over many years, I've had had lots of opportunities from Scaife and Neil Cromp to uh, lots and lots of people. But a, a good successful day, Tony and uh, and Alex got uh, plenty of laps. They did. Yeah, we had uh, three. We had five drivers there. We we brought Kai Allen up on. Sunday to um, to spend the day with us in the in the paddock and sat in a couple of meetings. But yeah, so we we had five drives out. I think we we rolled out 120 um, laps for some of our our corporate and teammates um, members, which was great. So we were able to to get particularly um, Alex and Tony in, in the car for a fair stint. So that that was really good. I um I did actually have a day with uh, Greg Murphy one day a long long time ago down at Lang Lang Park and. We we're in a GTO, and um, yeah, it was it was thrilling. So I can't wait to get in the car with either Will or Anton. Okay, um, I, yeah, I stalked Kai and uh, had a chat to him, and and gave him my sort of standard rookie briefing uh, <laughs> session at uh, on Sunday, um, and and it rolls along the lines of, and you could pay attention to this as well, in that uh, when you go to Bathurst um, for your first real stint, and that will be this year for your first real stint. Um, is you have to learn how to put the tomato sauce on a hot dog. <laughs> well, as long as they're hot, I'm happy to I'm happy to take the uh, the lead from you. How how do you do that? And I said, look, it's not about actually putting tomato sauce on a hot dog. What it's about is that learning every aspect of being there. It's not about driving the car. It's not about turn one. It's not about where the rain falls on the track or anything like that. It's just paying attention to all the different aspects of Bathurst. Look, uh, David. I, I'm sure that it'll be a great Bathurst for you and your team. Um, I'm really pleased to see you and have you in Adagri. And at some stage, I will talk to you about Fitzroy Days. Uh, I look forward to that opportunity. Thank you so much for again joining us inside Supercast. David Noble, thank you again. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending. Mega-
Sticker Box. For all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.